Hello, this is a Jay the Shark and Friends and Russell mm, and Russell podcast. And on today's show, we're talking to shipwreck hunter Dave Thomas. South African Dave, the D-man, DT, came to Phuket via Cardiff, possibly through the Panama Canal or the Suez Canal. Not sure which. Dave came to Phuket for cricket. Not that type of cricket, this type of cricket. Yep, I'll just leave that one out there and let you find out more by listening. We like Dave. He's a cool guy. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the podcast. Can I finish my Bakewell right. tart first? No. Oh, I'm just going to stir my tea and you, you lay on, Macduff. Ooh. I don't like Russell today. No, just for a change. Eat, eat marzipan. David Thomas, the legend, the guru. Oh, that the, Dave. That Dave. That, Dave, why Dave. Why don't you say so? Dave. Dave Joanna's Dave. friend, Dave. There's not, there's not many Daves around. Is it not? Confuse me with many people. Are you a Dave or a David? Uh, it depends. Who, uh, either, <laughs> either or. Either or. Davey? <laughs> No. <laughs> what, what do the you, D-man? What do you, the D-man. <laughs> I like that. Have you ever been called the D-man? No. DT? No, first time, first time. DT, we've called you a robot before. Yeah. 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 First time. But I quite like that. What, DT? D-man. Or D-man. D-man, yeah. I like D-man. The D-man. The D-man. Right, that's it from now on. <laughs> that's it, the D-man. <laughs> yeah. uh, Thanks for being on the podcast. That's it, yeah. David Thomas. Thomas. My phone Dave now. Thomas, the D-man Thomas, the DT. How are you, mate? As he's drinking his soda. Very good. Very good, thank you very much. When did you get to Phuket? Um, oh, long time ago. I can't even remember now. Um, at least ten years ago. Okay. At least ten years. How long have we known each other? Well, I was just um, just trying to work back through sort of rugby tens yeah. competitions as to yeah, which ones we started that's pitching. How we, yeah, <laughs> that's how we do it through yeah. rugby tens competitions. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's at least. It's got to be twelve, maybe. Yeah. No, I've been 10, I've been here fifteen. Did you play yeah. when they were in Phuket Town? Uh, I was here though. I didn't play in that one. Right, so yeah. that's at least yeah. 12, maybe more. Russell and David just having a private play. chat. When we say play, we <laughs> mean... Not worried about the podcast yeah, that we're yeah. on. They're still chit-chatting away. <laughs> so you got here 10 years ago. So we reckon, yeah. we reckon about somewhere between around about 12, circa 12 years. Double, Thank you, carry figures. on. <laughs> Why? What Why? You that's a good question. That's a very good question. Um, that's, that's the idea. Think about <laughs> it. But it was basically cricket. What? You can imagine that. I came here for cricket. You came here because of cricket? Yeah, basically, yeah. Not being funny, mate, but on your way to Lords, <laughs> you turn left. <laughs> and you get to the Kata Sports Ground. <laughs> Karan Sports Stadium, even. Oh, that's, oh, that's that where was it was a horrible place, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. a nice stadium, but it was just playing the, rugby the on and sand, and gravel. And, yeah, hideous injuries. Yeah, so... Cricket? Yeah, yeah. It, as we know, it's the, uh, it's the source of life. Um, so everything we do should really revolve around cricket. So that's why I came here. Because I was at work, and uh, one of these guys that I, I was working with, an Aussie, he said, oh, you should come and play cricket, mate, down in, down in Phuket. It's really good. There's, a, there's a tournament, there's players, there's from all over the world. So I didn't need much more uh, convincing. Yeah. I was like, you didn't have anything else going on. So I said, yeah, I'll come. And, uh, and that was it. And then I stayed. It was a, the Sixers tournament, it wasn't was, it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Phuket Cricket Sixers. 
I might have to explain cricket to Jay. Well, no, no, I understand cricket. <laughs> Cricket's not the issue. The, the issue to me is you're at work and someone said, oh, yeah, why don't you come and live in Phuket because they can play cricket there. Now, in my humble opinion, there's other nations around the world that are a little bit more famous for cricket than Caron Stadium in Phuket. He might have a point, though, Such to be as I've worked in Antigua, which is what's known as the West Indies, there where there was cricket. And I played cricket on the beach yep. at Lashins, which is a very famous cricket place run by Richie Richardson, mm. who was just a legend and he a was, drunk yeah. dude. I also have worked in other places where they play cricket. I've mm. never known of Thailand and cricket. What? This I doesn't make any sense I didn't, to me. I didn't have an option. He didn't say Phuket or Antigua. I <laughs> gone, yeah, okay, I'll give Antigua a go. It was just Phuket and that's it. I'd take it or leave but it. So where were you living at the time? I was in Cape Town. Yeah. Which is another cricket nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they don't play cricket there? Well, the thing is, they're a bit too good at cricket there. I can't get in the team. Yeah, for me to get in the team. So you wanted to play cricket. So you're like one of these guys that said, yeah, I'm I'm quite good at cricket. I'm not going to make English county cricket, so I'll move to South Africa. More choice of cricket. No, I'm not going to make it there. I'll go to Phuket. I'll definitely get in the cricket team there. Yeah, maybe coach it. Who knows? Who knows? And, then, and, and take my team to the World Cup one yeah. day. Yeah, I mean, if I don't uh, make it, if I don't make it in Phuket, then it's a decent place to live, which is actually what happened. Hmm. So, okay, yeah. so let's, let's track back. Yeah, let, let's go back a little bit. <laughs> Where were you born and brought up? Um, I was born in Durban, South Africa, which is... Uh, good shark, no. Wiles, yes, very good. Um, I was lived there until I was about 13, and then moved to the UK. And then uh, stayed in the UK. The yes. When you say... And you speak yeah, yeah, well, yeah, quite. When you say... <laughs> You moved at the age of 13. Was it a case of, look, folks, I've had enough of this shit. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm there... I've heard about Yorkie bars and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Walnut they're, Whips. They're not for girls. I've got to go. Yeah, I've I've go. go. And, uh, and that's it. We ended up going. Yeah, because my dad's from Wales. Yep. So we ended up moving, uh, moving over. And, um, and then after a while, so, uh, what, moved What passport back. do you hold? I've got two. Both, yeah. So you've got the South African and you've got and the British. Uh, British, yes. Hmm. Yeah. And is your allegiance in Britain because your father's Welsh? Is your allegiance in Britain to England or is it to Wales? Ah, uh, definitely Wales. That's the end of the podcast. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm that that can I, can I drop the question? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving from Durban at the age of 13 to Wales. Wales, yes. Abergavenny. Abergavenny. And was that dad decided they've had enough of South Africa, want to move back or work? Yeah, or? basically it was, it was a combination of things. I think at the time. Um, Nobody really knew the, 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 how stable South Africa would be at that time. Um, and he oh, also good points. When, when, how old are you? Yeah, 41. Okay, so when you were 13, or quick mass, towards the 90s. Early 90s. Era, yeah, you yeah. Know, so oh, of course, you left, you left at a wrong time then, really. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I just missed it. Just missed it, yeah. The Rugby World <laughs> Again, Cup in South Africa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, so, so uh, I think my, my dad just said, well, let's go back to the UK, give it a go. Um, Education for me and my sister as well. I see well. you got a sister as well, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's what I did. So how was it going back to Wales? Wales was great. From uh, yeah, Durban. It, was, it was really good. Um, growing up in South Africa at the time, you, you didn't have all the little uh, the mod cons that you did in the UK. I mean, my, my parents used to send. Well, not my parents, but my auntie and uncle used to uh, send VHS cassettes of cartoons to us by post. You know, because we had all the good cartoons in the UK. That's did you grow up I with I the remember. Muppets in South Africa? Uh, yes. Thank yes, you. We had the Muppets. In yeah. South Africa. Yeah. We need to, I'm going to take Why? a couple of other people to task well, we, on this. we interviewed Debbie um, Krause, the wife of Gary Krause, and both of them okay. never realised who the Muppets were. They'd heard of them a little bit, but didn't know Maybe about the Maybe it was the on Muppets. a tape. 
Maybe it's one of those VHS. You would tape share in the Muppets. Yeah. I don't know. I know that similar ages, obviously, I'm the eldest. Um. Was it, what was it like growing up in South Africa as a kid? You say there was no At cartoons. Was it, was it? Yeah, there wasn't. Uh, yeah, no. I, I can't remember there being really any cartoons as such. Um, TV was uh, was quite like two or three channels, um, and uh, but actually that was great. Really, we didn't really watch TV. It was all outside all the time. It was uh, school orientated. Yeah. You're basically doing things at school. It was all centered around school. Saturdays was school sport. The whole the whole school would go to to watch a sports game, you know, even mm. if you weren't playing, you went. Um, I remember all the parents taking the kids in the cars, you know, it's like a big flotilla going to where you're going to play, play Similar uh, to sports. America where that happens, where the sports, everything evolves around the sports team, yeah. Yeah. all the school comes together. Whereas in the UK, when I was playing football and cricket, yeah. I did play yeah. cricket in the UK and rugby, you didn't do that. It wasn't, you didn't get no. the support of all the other people would yeah. come. No, that was, and that was one of the things, strange things when I went to Wales was, um, uh, just one of the strange things. One of the strange yeah. things <laughs> was that they didn't do anything Meh. on Saturdays. And I was like... Well, they did. Okay, yeah, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was a bit young for that. <laughs> Never so, too young. <laughs> so then after, so schooling in Wales... Oh, um, hang on. I've, oh, go on, no, yes. I've got to yep. just go back to the South Africa bit, because you were growing up during apartheid. Yeah. So I'm going to assume, perhaps rightly or wrongly, you tell me that... It, you didn't really have an awareness of it as you were growing up because that would have been status normal. Yeah. A little bit like Chris growing up in Northern Ireland. It was yeah. just the norm. Yeah. I guess it's yeah. looking back as an older, as an adult, yeah. and I use that word loosely. Yeah. Um, <laughs> looking back now. Do, no, no. But how, how was it for you yeah, at that absolutely time? Absolutely. That, uh, you, you weren't aware. Um, it was just the norm. Yeah. It was literally the, the norm. You just carried on. You didn't think twice um, about why you were at school with only white kids mm. and, and there were no black kids there. You, you just didn't. You just didn't think twice. It's uh, yeah, weird. It, yeah, uh, no, it and, is. And obviously, then now growing back, looking back on it, I think everyone can see how how, uh, how strange and unnormal that is, you know. And when you went back to the UK, mm. uh, I mean, not that the UK was a, a bastion of you know racial equality, sort of in the eighties and nineties either. And it's, it really still isn't, but it was a, obviously a, a lot far removed from South Africa. Yeah. So how did you did you find? Do you just flip a switch and just carry on as normal yeah, or was it I, I can't remember I can't remember I had any uh, any um, sort of uh, any, any, any any issues any, you yeah. know issues at all no, I think at that age yeah. you are that you just crack on just yeah, crack yeah. On and no, that's cool that's why when you're kids you just uh, you know you just adapt don't you or mm. you know the situation is is what it is and then you just fall into that uh, situation mm. so, yeah. cool yeah. sorry you going to say well no I'm just going to move forward a little bit schooling schooling was it was through, um, through Wales and then and then up to Cumbria which is at the other end of the, the country, because um, my dad got a job there. That's in England. Yes, <laughs> the end of the, uh, the yeah the island of, of Great Britain. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, and yeah, it's not the other end though, is it? Really, if we're going to see the island of Great Britain, it's pretty much in the middle, yeah. isn't it, Cumbria? <laughs> Scotland's only that big, though, isn't it, on the map? <laughs> so it's it's south of the north of England. It is yeah. <laughs> south of the but north, north of, of the south of England. So north of the middle of England. Yeah, yes. I never actually yeah. figured out where it was. It's Cumbria. It was there somewhere, and like in the middle of. It's beneath the borders and above the Midlands. Yeah, it just took a long time to get to the airport. That's all I remember. Fuck yes! Fuck yes! Yeah. It's ridiculous. The A590 is the longest cul-de-sac in the world. Uh, and that <laughs> All right, is Alan ridiculous. Partridge. Thanks very much for that. <laughs> is there any other roads you don't like? That's about now. Uh, no, just that one. That's what I, I love that The one. A127 is my favourite road because that takes me from <laughs> South End into London. I love it. <laughs> 
so when did you what was the stage where okay so did you university or college yeah you? yeah and then i went to university well after school a mate of mine i didn't know what i wanted to do i wasn't wasn't very good at school um and a mate of mine joined the navy the merchant navy and then he sent me a postcard from japan was he wearing the outfit no he sent me some <laughs> other things uh, but uh and then I thought, that, that, that sounds good. I haven't been to Japan. I really want to go to Japan. So I joined as well. Okay, and, and ended so, up, so nothing uh, to do with it. So I get a postcard from Japan. I've joined the Royal Navy. Oh, I've never been to Japan. Merchant Navy. Oh, merchant yeah, Navy. Merchant okay, Navy, I'll yeah. join the Merchant Navy. Yeah, yeah. Rather than go, oh, I'm not just going to go to Japan. No, I'm going to join the Merchant Navy. Yeah, because then I was, uh, that's the only way I thought I could get there, you know. Earn some well, money on the way by boat. <laughs> Planes are quite good. Oh, it's too far to go to the airport. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it, yeah? yeah. Well, funny enough, the company was right about 10 minutes from where I live. So the boat literally was closer than the airport, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. How, just, how, sorry, Russ, uh, just explain Merchant Navy compared to, because we've got the Royal Navy, which is the armed forces. Yeah, so Merchant Navy military, would be yeah. cargo, ships, it's a bit everything like, else. It's yeah. a bit like the Boy Scouts in the military. One's I, got heavy artillery, the other doesn't. Well, well, I, I, I know what the Merchant <laughs> Navy is. I was just letting our listener uh, yeah, yeah. understand what the Merchant... Just in case they don't yes. quite, you know, some no, people no, don't. Yeah. Yeah. So what was your position in the Merchant um, Navy? Well, I joined as a... As a, as a Hello, sailor. Sat in the back of your hill. You literally are the... Lower than the ship's cap at that stage. And, um, <laughs> Had you done any sailing or any kind of nautical no, stuff before? Nothing. Never, nothing at hideously all. seasick. Couldn't even swim. <laughs> <laughs> I was terribly seasick on the first trip. The first trip was all around the whole way around the world. Um, that was your first that trip. That was my first trip. Yeah, left. Prop it in at the deep end. Of, yeah, Barrow in furnace. This is terrible. So it's good to leave. And then we went to France. And then from there we went to, through the Panama Canal. And then went right across no, the Pacific, Panama Canal. Oh, that's better. Yeah. Yeah. You said Panama Canal. Panama. Which way did you go? Atlantic. And then Pacific. Okay. Yeah. All right. To Japan. Ooh, Ru Russell's and checking your facts here. Yeah. Merchant Navy Russell over here. <laughs> Old Christopher Columbus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which way did you go? You row. Oh. Did you row there? Yeah. <laughs> 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 Fucking swam it. Did you row <laughs> <know you laughs> <run> that? <laughs> uh, I thought I was good. Right. I'll shut up now. So sorry, what position? I, I did jump. What position were you on the, it was a, your it was first like a trip? A trainee, okay. a trainee so cadet, deck, deck deck cadet. The position was usually over the side yeah, throwing basically up. You, <laughs> yeah, the brief was you're gonna you're gonna chip the whole deck on the way there. On the way back, you're gonna paint it. Basically, that's what I did. The whole way we chipped, made, and then painted this whole ship. And um, and we had a great time in Japan halfway through, and then came back. So and came back through um, back through the uh, Panama Canal. Is that okay, Russell? Fine by me. Okay, I wasn't good. there. Yeah. Nice. Yes. And, and then after that, that, I realised that I, I didn't really enjoy being uh, being away with a bunch of six-year-old alcoholics for all that length of so time. So you moved to Phuket? Sorry. We both got that. <laughs> <laughs> now they're 30-year-old alcoholics here, so it's much better. <laughs> so your first trip, and you went, nah, not Yeah, for me. went to university down in Plymouth, known near yeah, where yeah. you are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, Which is a very much... Um, a Navy training it is, area. It is, yeah, it's uh, that's the biggest uh, <coughs> Navy so training area. So, what did you study? I did ocean science okay, um, cool. and uh, hydrographic surveying. Wow! So that's and how what did I you, did. How did you pick that one out? I uh, just just from from being uh, just being during, just being on the boat and right. I, I, you know I quite like the travel. I quite liked uh, being at sea, even though I was. I seasick. quite like sand and the seabed. Yeah. I'm going to study. <laughs> I'm going to study it. Yes. Yeah. Fair and, enough. Uh, and that's what I did. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What a really interesting choice to do. What a great... I think that's amazing. But it's very niche. Yeah. Which is, And you it said, is. I came out of school, I have no idea what I want to do. Mm -hmm. I'll go to Japan in a yeah. wayward way. And out of that, 
Okay, I don't want to yeah. do that as a profession, but I like this idea. I want idea to study the seafloor. Yeah, no. How <laughs> many people on your course? Three. Um, <laughs> <laughs> me, moi. There me, wasn't, Jack Cousteau. Yeah. <laughs> there's only, I think there's about um, 10 or 15 people. Not many. And, and there's not many people that... Uh, yeah, that I mean, it's, it's niche, in, right? In that, so yeah. With choosing this subject, what was your... What was your kind of plan to take this subject and do um, more travel, really? Because it's uh, it's uh, it's oil and gas industry based, not not necessarily, but mo mostly, and that's um, like a global industry. So my dad was also working around the world, you know, expat mm. style. So I thought, well, this is going to give me the opportunity to also go and work and see different places that's cool. that most people would never see. So cool. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. It's not. Uh, yeah, I wasn't really interested in doing a uh, in a, like a normal nine to five job. You know, mm. um, never really appealed to me. So no, fair enough. Uh, so you do your degree. Yeah. And then I went uh, to Cape Town, got a job um, with a company there doing um, offshore oil and gas. There's seabeds in Cape Town. <laughs> there is. It's, <laughs> is there? it's surrounded by seabeds. Yeah. Oh, see, lots I know nothing about. I wouldn't even know. I I could point South Africa out on the map. Yeah. I couldn't point Cape Town out. Lots of diamonds on those seabeds as well. So Ooh, there's a lot of. Days. They need to. They need to. Uh, they're very interested in the seabed around that area. Was going back to South Africa either a part of the plan or a safe bet because you've grown up there? No, or it's just, just fortuitous. It just happened just, to be that's just, where the job was. Just I, w I wanted to go back and okay. um, and, the, and the job was there. Yeah. It was like a win-win. So moved to Cape Town. Hadn't been there before. Um, it's a lot different to uh, to Durban. Durban's very tropical. Cape Town's actually got it, got its seasons, you know. Yeah. So when I went there, it was actually Baltic. It was yeah, a bit like Morecambe Bay, a yeah. little bit seasidey, but just you know, <laughs> naff and cold <laughs> and windy. Um, I thought I can't stay here. This is this is terrible. But then straight away like that, it turns to this beautiful summer, and mm. it's an, the most amazing city in the world. I think yeah. it really is. So uh, what was your job? That first, that initial first job. Um, I was I was a surveyor. Hydrographic surveyor. So, so we what were, were you surveying. Well, we were doing uh, positioning, positioning, uh, oil rigs um, off South Africa. So they put that company, one yeah, there. Basically, <laughs> park that one there. Move that one twenty meters there. Uh, put that anchor there. Um, so so, how is it, so I'm quite interested. So you yeah. would go out on a boat and you'd get, or would you just look at the charts? No, no, you, a bit of both? You, you bit of both, bit of both. But you'd go out on on the boat. You would then uh, use all your charts and all the information that you had. And then you position, make sure using pretty good uh, technology, GPS, um, not just a normal one on your watch, but uh, you know <laughs> they've got very high grade GPS yeah. to, to position things on the surface. And underwater, it's also its own different types of positioning, yeah. you know, because uh, it could be deep, very deep, like 2,000 meters, um, and uh, surface positioning then could be slightly different to underwater positioning. Oh, I'd see ah. that. I, yeah, okay. So you're basically. I'm going to summarise your role in, in Jayism. You oh go Christ. and find the best place to put an oil rig. Uh, or a gas rig. Yeah, well, or, or somebody's done that before and they, they say, we want it here, but we want you to put it there. But it has to be really exactly there, like within... Okay. Within so they've already identified where, say, a gas pocket yeah, is, an oil pocket exactly. is. That's where we want it. Yeah. You go and help us make sure it's in the right place. Exactly. So you're not yeah. walking out with your divining sticks trying to find and where a compass. The, the pockets <laughs> no, no, are. No, no, no. The, the, the clever have people been, have done the that. The clever people yeah. have found out, and then they yeah. ask you, the map reading people, yeah. and the positioning people, to position this. So you're trying to get this huge structure in the right position. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Exactly. That's a serious, serious... Yeah, Because yeah. you obviously then you yeah. have to take in the tides and the wind and the currents and everything is it, is it? yeah I mean there is that uh, in, in certain areas of the world um, the, the biggest challenge that we have is in deep water so like in West Africa 
it's around 2,000, maybe 3,000 meters deep. Mm. So um, if you're anchor. drilling down, well, they don't use anchors. No, if, if you're drilling <laughs> down, that's, uh, you know, there's, there's some movement within that. Mm. And so you need to also have positioning on the, on the seabed, uh, which, which is... Not, the rigs aren't anchored. They're actually... No, they are they're just positioned by uh, GPS. And that is, I guess that's now automatic almost. Yeah. The engines yeah. are listening to so you've got yeah. four or five engines, whatever the engine yeah. structure is, and they're just adjusting every Yeah, it's called dynamic second. positioning, yeah. So what yeah. was happening, because that can't have happened in the last, what was it like 12 that, years ago when they didn't have that they, kind of stuff? No, no, they had it, but the it's just much more advanced now. Yeah. Um, you know, they, it, it's quite an expensive way to, because it's always using fuel. Yeah. So it's an expensive way to position a... Well, you know, to be fair, you've got the, you're, you're at the source of the fuel. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're getting yeah, yeah. it cheap, surely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, surely you have a little converter on site. Right? What a comment I would <laughs> make. Brilliant, love it. So we should, we should get a, uh, you'd a reduction like, You'd like to think so, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I should have you, a member card. Yeah. Yeah. Are you still doing this? This is what you're still doing now? Um, yeah, um, <laughs> in, in a way, I've moved on slightly. I've done some other things. Um, with regard to uh, more of a map in the seabed instead of oil and gas, like last year, the year before we were doing some uh, MH370 work, looking for the search for MH370, I was luckily involved in that. Um, there was another uh, submarine which was lost off Argentina, um, the uh, San Juan, so we looked for that. A couple of other shipwrecks of note, some historical so, shipwrecks. Okay, so we've gone from oil and gas now to kind of almost a shipwrecky type stuff. Yeah. And was that a natural, that's what you wanted to go into, or did it, it just naturally came? It, it naturally came. Um, not many people are lucky enough to get involved with things like that. It's, uh, again, even more niche market. But um, then, yeah, luckily I had the opportunity to, to get involved in that, and that was because of the industry that we're in. There's not many industries that has that technology to, to go and do that. Sure, I imagine it doubles. So what mm. I can imagine now is you, you're, you're this oil and gas guy, so you're there after the thing and you're in Tortola, let's yeah. say, just yeah. having a few <laughs> beers and all of a sudden someone, yeah. pirate comes up to you, hey Dave, <laughs> come <laughs> on my ship, <laughs> come and find we'll some treasure. Buried treasure. And, and that's obviously how it worked. Um, yeah, and then he hit someone on the head. With a bomb and dragged you off. <laughs> so... At the time when you moved to Phuket, were you do you were still oil and gas, or was it more yeah. shipwreck stuff? No, no, it was all oil and gas. And then. that's when yeah. the guy said, "Well, do you know what? So where were you living? You was living in?" I was living here in Phuket, um, but I was working for a company in based in Norway, um, and they're very much in, in, involved with the high tech stuff in Norway. You know, and um, that's where it all gets driven from. They they seem to be the drivers for the for the technology. Okay. Yeah. So in your role, you can you can live anywhere, and what? So how does it, it work with your work wise? You like. Two weeks on, two weeks yeah, off? Yeah, usually it's like a month on, month off, or six weeks on, six weeks off. Um, with COVID, obviously, that's not been possible. Yeah. So it's just been uh, a, a bit of a relaxing time. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and so doing a bit of work from home. From a work, sorry, just well, from uh, Working from home must be fun, trying to find shipwrecks. <laughs> yeah. Just to point out. I just spin the globe around and just yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sit, sitting there looking at the bath. There it is. <laughs> we'll get to shipwrecks in a minute. Go on, Russ. Um, no, just how do you find? I mean, I'm guessing. Well, this is a weird one. How did you at the beginning find the whole concept of four to six weeks on, four to six weeks off? Because in a lot mm. of respects, when you from an out, I've never done mm. that sort of sort of working life. So I can look at it and say that's got some real benefit because from four to six weeks. I'm just in work and then I've got a really nice long cushy holiday yeah. afterwards. So does it pan out like that or it, is it? 
Yes, it did before kids came. Well, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> and dogs. And dogs, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, it was fun. great. It was fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Self-inflicted. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, it was fantastic. It really was. It, it, especially when you were young, you yeah. could travel. And I mean, we used to, we used to get off the boat wherever we could um, uh, and stay behind for, for half of that break. So, you know, oh, like okay. get off, we've been to India, you know, I've been to um, around Southeast Asia, Malaysia, Australia. Wherever we could, we would, okay. would jump off and spend two So wherever two the weeks. contract ended, you'll yeah. have to hang here for yeah. a little while. Okay, cool. Uh, exactly, yeah. And would um, the company then fly you? So if you're based in Phuket, they would fly you to the next job. So you'd go to the airport. Yeah, so you'd either make your way home and they would take you from, from home. I mean... Wherever your base was. Wherever your base was, okay. yeah. yeah. And yeah. they don't mind where your base is? Uh, no. Uh, well, within reason. I mean, um, there has to be a decent airport. Um, but then they take people from like Scotland, don't they? There's no airport, you know, and the Outer Hebrides. <laughs> to be fair, and to stuff. be fair, they've got an airport. It's yeah. close to Cumbria, I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, when I asked, when I said, "Look, uh, I'm, you know, I'm playing cricket in Phuket now. I have to stay," you know. I'm, you know, I'm looking forward I'm, to I'm coaching I'm the I'm national I, team. <laughs> I'm an island so. professional. No, uh, they basically, you know, as long as the airport and the Phuket, that, that's one of the benefits for living in Phuket is the airport is uh, really good, great connections. And where um, would you fly? So let's say you, you, you fly from Phuket to... To Dubai or Qatar or, um, yeah, like Abu Dhabi or Singapore. And then they f then take you on to the next and, and point. Then, and then wherever you're going. So I'm working in Angola now, L right. Luanda. So for me, my work trip is from here to Dubai, Dubai, Luanda. Um, so mm. it's fairly, fairly and simple route. And then do you route. go on to the, then fly you from, let's say you land in Rwanda, and then do they get on Luanda. the... Wherever you said, and they get on the <laughs> helicopter chop chops and take you to the. Some the people boat, do. Boat some boat. people do. Yeah, yeah. I'm actually on shore now, uh, so we we get taken to to an office complex there and. Not uh, in a helicopter, I think. Unfortunately, not. No. Well, <laughs> in Angola, luckily, probably they don't want to get in a helicopter, but. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> do you have armed guards? Because my dad was in oil, and he used to fly. He did a lot of stuff sticky. in Africa. And he would get to the airport and then he would get picked there up there and then they'd have the armed guards. There are some. There. In Nigeria, that's quite yeah. common. Uh, Angola, no. There's no real issues, uh, thankfully, with regard to that. But definitely there is some areas that, uh, that, that require that. That's right. mental. Yeah. And on the rigs, what, have you been in storms and stuff? Has it been quite scary? Um, yes, definitely. <laughs> if, if you haven't, uh, make something up. No, yeah. uh, I don't have to make it up, unfortunately, but we were leaving Cape Town and we were sailing to um, actually the Falkland Islands uh, in winter. Oof. So, yeah, yeah. And, this is a, and we were on a Norwegian boat with Norwegians who were like, you know, uh, built from steel, you know, and... Um, seals? And, and That's steel. not very... Oh, I can say, you can't... <laughs> they're hard, can't, hardy We love seals on this podcast. Dolphins, if they're built from dolphins, go for that. Yeah, and... Uh, and the, yeah, for the for, for seventeen days it was uh, just horrendous. Is that the Southern Ocean? Yeah, yeah. it was that's horrendous. Columbus. Uh, yeah, no, no, yeah. just I'm oh. the Southern Ocean. Yeah, yeah. and um, uh, and, and towards, like my Attenborough. <laughs> towards the Falkland Islands, there's also icebergs. So hmm. then you know you're thinking, uh, thinking Titanic. Titanic. <laughs> 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 that, the that, front. that movie was banned on that boat. No one was allowed to watch that. Yeah, but it was horrendous. So um, there's been some pretty pretty bad weather, but. Then you look around and you realise all these fishing boats are out there and you think, Nuts. that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, really miles is. and miles of shorting yeah. nets and stuff. Yeah. Fuck yeah. So there's now, been some pretty bad weather. And now you're, you're shipwrecking stuff. Well, I was and now I've uh, 
changed again, but I was doing some shipwrecky stuff, which was very interesting. So tell us some stories about that. Well, the uh, thing is, you can't really tell too many stories because yeah. it's all, uh, you know, there's some, uh, it's all confidential no when you join these things. No, well, you never know. Maybe, I'll get, maybe a ninja will jump out and get me. <laughs> okay, so tell us stuff. So you can't. Is it quite, is it quite a secretive thing? Though, Very secretive, yeah. Because once really someone is. knows where one shipwreck is, it all. Because I've watched, yes, I've watched a couple thing, of documentaries it? about it on Discovery Channel, which is obviously the best channel <laughs> yeah, to watch. Yeah. And yeah. they are always looking and for pirate gold and, and shipwrecks. Yeah, and there is, it's, and it's very, uh, it, it's very um, secretive, and uh, uh, it, it's a little bit of a grey area with regard to shipwrecks because of uh, Who obviously the historic nature of them. Maybe it's a war grave, maybe not. Maybe it, you what's on there. And in terms yeah. of the okay, n not so much the details, but in terms of the projects in general, like you mentioned about the MH370 search and a submarine, those things are more, if I'm right more of a, like a, a, a private project or so someone else comes in and says, Look, I want to go and find this. Yes. Or even if it's a government project saying, mm -hmm. right, we're going to try and find our, our lost submarine or whatever, or, or whatever wreck it is. Yeah. It's a specific project, either privately or publicly funded, and they bring in you as a team and others just for that mm -hmm. sole purpose. And then once that contract's gone, you're out, as opposed to being a company that does this all the time. Yeah, yeah, basically, yes. That's right. I mean, you'll have some entity, either a government or, or somebody who's got a very... Um, high interest in, in, in mm. finding something uh, they will employ but there's not many companies that have the capability to do it yeah so you know there's not many maybe four literally four five and yeah. uh, and then you know just because of the depths that are involved and some of the uh, the costs involved um, a lot of companies just aren't equipped to do it yeah because yeah. I mean how long were you looking for the MH370. Well, that was that was, that was while, about a uh, that was about a six month uh, project. Hmm. Um, but I mean, that was, wasn't that. just your company, or no, was it? Before, it was global before. interest. In so that. we picked we picked that up from from where a previous company had, had looked for it, um, and then and then we continued hmm. we continued that you know using a different uh, technology and different um, techniques. So uh, that was a, that was a six month really hmm. out of Fremantle in Perth. And it was quite a long way um, transiting back. As a, um, a person who knows about the seafloor, <laughs> how hard is it to find? Not me, by the way. <laughs> I, I mean you. I know, not, I know that it's got sand. I know it's there. Um, <laughs> it's at the bottom, look. <laughs> Why is it so hard to find <coughs> shipwrecks? Mm. And um, like even the Bermuda, I, was, I listened to a thing last night about the Bermuda Triangle and, and stuff that goes down. Why is it so hard to find stuff on the seafloor? What's the issues? It's just the sheer uh, area. Um, people don't realise, I think, or you know, and that's and that's uh, normal. That um, just the sheer uh, enormity of what's under the seafloor. There's the Himalayas are under the seafloor. No, they're not. The Himalayas are in the Himalayas. <laughs> I mean, that's just yeah. You can't but say you that. Can't, that's ridiculous thing to say. Because now no one's going to believe anything you say. <laughs> well. It's it's uh, it's but it's very similar to that. Some of the mountain ranges that there are there. Go. So there are yeah. mountain ranges under. No, yes. Don't similar tell people to the Himalayas because everyone thinks I'm a shit. We're they, flooded. They may not even know where they are. <laughs> Noah was right. So we're <laughs> fucked. <laughs> well, that's the next thing. Look for Noah's Ark. Did you find it? Uh, yeah. no, I'm not sure you will. You should. No. <laughs> uh, it's in Holland. Is They're it? Still building it. Yeah. Because I saw uh, there was somebody actually building a, an ark in Holland. They're mental. Yeah, that's, that's after a coffee shop conversation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. In, in what should we do yeah. now? Let's yeah. go build an ark. <laughs> <laughs> All right, why not? It sounds great. Yeah. So, so it's, it's basically the topography of the, of the floor is just so 
yeah. It, it, so you were basically looking at the earth surface, just but covered two yeah, thousand yeah, meters down, yeah. covered in water. Yeah, and, wow. and some of the some of the objects are are so small that the technology at the moment isn't um, capable of detecting some of these sizes. You know. Um, and I guess it takes it doesn't take long for the seabed to engulf whatever's underneath there as well. Yeah, you would you would imagine it's very soft sediment, very you mm. know something could just you know go underneath and, and then it'll be covered up again within you know um, a matter of months or, or whatever. No one really knows, but it's um, it's extremely difficult. When we were looking for uh, MH370, we had a team of guys who had who had successfully found quite a few um, plane wrecks and, and shipwrecks so they knew exactly what to look for uh, they knew that they knew this is what we're looking for we have to focus on this uh, and uh, and this is what it may look like under the water a target so um, these were like uh, experts that we had on board and um, what are you using is it like is it a boat? Boat? it's like a sonar yeah <laughs> it is sonar okay yeah sonar un underwater sonar. Well, no. so in layman's terms you're just pinging sound and just getting yeah shape from the depth of the ping yeah. mm. okay yeah, and, and that's, uh, that's the, yeah. But then again, and this is probably the reason why it hasn't been found, if, if this table is the seabed and you're, as I go over that coffee cup, you can see what the, the image is, right? Mm -hmm. But if the plane's under the surface. Yeah, yeah, and all, all the resolution or, you you know, you, you're trying to cover a large area in, in the fastest possible time, um, you, you, you may, the resolution may not be adequate. You could maybe only see something that's yeah 10 meters and you you know if something's five meters you'll never you'll never see it right gotcha okay so it's a bit of a balancing act <coughs> have you seen any interesting animals on your travels in the water You've seen quite mostly on the rigs on the shore yeah <laughs> yeah not underwater but yeah <laughs> not on the boat yeah. you're you. no, no, time in wales did you see any <laughs> 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 yeah we've seen some we've partnered up with the university of southampton um so if we ever see any strange and wonderful creatures we send them the images um, and they can come back and say well this is a yeah no something yeah a big long it's a herring yeah. or a cod <laughs> a fish yeah uh, yeah so or, what have you found anything cool or, um, or what have you seen because i mean seen some really bizarre um like uh scary fish <laughs> they're all scary mate some, the, of, some of those yeah. fish aren't they? like um uh yeah like really weird uh, fluorescent type creatures and you just think what on earth is mm. that you know that's crazy um, some of them are pretty large as well because you, you don't you don't get the perspective on the camera on RV underwater and then you look and realize oh wow that was actually quite big yeah <laughs> you wouldn't want to swim into that no know. yeah <laughs> and jellyfish and stuff like that yeah you mentioned so you're away for six weeks and there's a dad mm. what was that like that must be tough yeah that's like uh that was something that you don't uh, plan for when you start the job you know um you just think oh, it'll all be fine it'll be great um and then and then going away then obviously that's a, that's quite a big challenge mm. yeah it's uh it's probably one of the the hardest things on the job i would have said going away and and uh but then when you come back you've got all that time here so it's a balance. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, I think that's a key thing. I talk to my you parents. You look forward to the time away after that. <laughs> <laughs> Contact the adoption agency. <laughs> You've got a bit of time. <laughs> I talk to my parents and we say, look, they don't see my grandkids. They don't see them all the time. But when mm. we go back, we're back for a month. So they see them intensely for a month. Whereas if we were living there, you might see them yeah. a couple of weekends in six months. So it's uh -huh. kind of, I think it does kind of balance itself out. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it's I, a I, mindset I, as well. It's, it's, you know, um, it's definitely to do with your mindset. When you go away, you know you come back in this amount of time. 
uh, it's a his time, he's planned what he's going to do and you know, you can look forward to certain things and makes it much easier. So mm. let's touch on, we, we jumped over the cricket stuff. So where <laughs> yeah, does this... probably a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> so you came to Phuket, now we haven't I was playing cricket yet. 12 years, <laughs> 10 years ago, because I used to play for the village cricket team. Yeah. Up on yeah, that pitch around yeah, the corner, because yeah. we're at Bake again. Famous. Hello Bake, by the way, other Bakes are available. One, soon they're going to give us some money for recording here, you know. Or <laughs> probably not, because coffee. we do piss <laughs> a lot of people off. Um, <laughs> so where does a cricket love come from? Just from, from school, you know, playing at school at you know, a young age. Um, South Africa, obviously, you start playing cricket. If you don't play cricket, there's something wrong with you, you know. Yeah. So, so uh, it was just, sport. yeah. So you're just um, playing it, you just love the sport, you know, and you always uh, enjoy it, you know. And it's a game you can play at, at an older age when you're not very good. What was your position? Oh, yeah, I was yeah. going to say, what was your position of choice? Uh, well, I like to think I'm a bit of an all-rounder, but... Um, Doesn't everyone? I'm probably <laughs> around, that's, but People say that when they're, <laughs> when they're shit at everything. Yeah, yeah. Jack of all trades. That's what I say. People describe me, Jay, what do you do for a job? I say, I'm jack of all trades, and I'm like, you shit at everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, pretty much, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, basically, that was that was me pretty crap at most things. And, and on, on the so medium field, pace bowler. Medium pace bowler, medium to poor batsman. But what Not number? a bad umpire, though. Oh, fair enough, yeah. What number do you like to bat at? I like, uh, I always partial to number four. I hate Ooh. it. I used to hate opening. It's too nerve-wracking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got to have a special you, mindset. You've got to see the, what the bowlers are like first from the, from the pavilion to say, oh, okay, I can, yeah. I can just about manage him. You don't want to go third. Uh, if, go someone, third. if the openings get out first or second ball, you're straight yeah, in, you're basically. Nightmare. You've got to, so fourth is like a bit more of a uh, you know, safe haven for a batsman. So were yeah. you playing here? You can be here? a hero as well. If you... Correct. If you play well, you could win the game, you know, and then normally enough time to score 50. So you mentioned you, because played I've played down at the sixes down on the horrible Carons, the half a stadium yeah. that it is. It's like they've built half it and then forgot about the other half. But did you used to play on the pitch around the corner here as well? Yeah, yeah. So we which did team the school were you playing that was, for? Uh, yeah. I was play, well, I, we played for the uh, Patong at the, at the time, it was called. Right. It is called the Patong Penguins now. Okay. Um, <laughs> because they're common in <laughs> Patong. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, I like penguins. You used to bite the, the, the two opposite yeah. corners off, and you could drink out of them. Yeah. But we've uh, we've played you know for a variety of teams penguins. over the years. Sorry, yeah. Russell's making a joke. Uh, Do you know on. why polar bears can't eat penguins? Because they can't get the wrappers off. He's going to say what I would technically say is because they live in different environments. One lives on the north, one lives oh, on the south. Oh, check you out. You uh, watch your number too. Hey, hey. That's all that Discovery Channel. Look at you. About the direction of the Panama Canal, son. But I know about penguins. I think it goes both ways. To be fair, anyway. You Maybe not. Who was that? Leave, <laughs> out, leave it out, Russell. Yeah, Russell. Plenty of time, that's different plenty of time play after the podcast. So I wonder if we played against each other cricket-wise. I'm sure we have. I mean, we've definitely probably no, drunk against each other in the, in, the, in the clubhouse. There was a lot of Indian. There was a couple of Indian teams. Yeah, they hated yeah, they, me. They love it. I absolutely hated me. Yeah. I, I brought hooliganism to, foot, uh, to, <laughs> to cricket. I was told by my team to get in there and to wind them up, so I did. Yeah, it doesn't take much to be honest. No, 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 no. no, no, no. no. Especially no, they're pretty no passionate idea. about cricket. I have the, uh, no idea Indians. about cricket. Were you playing with Fozzie? Yeah, Fozzie was group? yeah. And I got yeah. Fozzie out once when I was bowling, and apparently he was kept on stepping out of his crease. You were spin bowling. Yeah, well, it wasn't hard to wind him up either. No, it wasn't. He was easy <laughs> to wind up. But I said to, and someone said to me, if you keep, st- or if he steps out of his crease, I can, as a bowler, I can knock him Man, out him. Yeah. as long as I give him a warning first. And I said to him, I said, look, if you step out of your crease one more time. I'm gonna knock yeah. you out, and he was yeah, yeah, whatever, mate. He did it one more time. I knocked him out, and apparently it's the word. You sh- it's like an unwritten law. Yeah, yeah, you should never do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, well, if it's in the rules, it's in the rules. Yeah. And he had to walk. Can't believe you did it's, that. It, Ooh, yeah, it's it's that one of those. Surprises didn't but leave. The problem was he was actually quite a good player. I know. 
Yeah. So it was uh, Almighty. I'm very happy I did it because <laughs> yeah. it got him out. But he was furious. Yeah. Yeah. Some Essex Yeah, if he's ever listened out. to that, he'd probably, he'd probably remember it. Yeah, it's it's the it's yes, it's in the rules. You're allowed yeah, well, legally allowed to do it. It's, it's just a gentleman's it's conduct. It's a gentleman's game, and you shouldn't really be doing that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Well, then the, it shouldn't be a pitch. rule then. Well, well, no, but that, that by not making it by making no, it. No, 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 no. He is not in his crease, which correct? means he is by yeah. the letter of the law. By the letter of the law, I did nothing wrong. Correct, but, but part of as a gentleman, you wouldn't do it. As a gentleman, you wouldn't do it. And that's just that's one of the unwritten rules of the game, mm. and which in in a I, way, because people would say, you know "Well, what I want to say is, I'm not sure I can. I, I'm, I'm not sure if I can edit this." As a gentleman, people. I shouldn't masturbate, but I do. So <laughs> <laughs> let's all move on. Boy, said you're a wanker. There's only, there's only two people in this world: wankers and liars. Yeah. <laughs> ching ching. Yeah. Um, tick Hello, boxes. <laughs> um, is cricket your sport of choice? Yeah, I would say it's Watching up there with rugby. Play. Yeah, okay. yeah. Rugby yeah. league or rugby union? union, of course. Union, yeah. Although um, I do quite like the Aussie state of uh, origin is, uh, for, for, for league games, that yeah. is good. Yeah, but generally, um, very much uh, rugby union. Yeah. And I, I'm assuming, no, so who do you support now, Wales uh, or South no, Africa? No, I support South Africa, actually. Okay. And that's... Uh, Glory Hunter. Uh, that has yeah. uh, well, that's just coming from an Englishman. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I do get a lot of stick for that. Um, uh, people can't understand why I don't hey, support champions. England. They'll keep so, losing. Yeah, quite. England. But you, yeah. Your, your, your son's born in, in Thailand, so yeah. he'll have a Thai passport. He does, and yeah. Can he get a British he, or a South African passport? He has both of them. So wow. he's okay. an international man of mystery. <laughs> he could, uh, so he could be a great <laughs> drug dealer if he, he wanted could to be. be yeah, 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 yeah. He's my uh, early retirement policy. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Who's please? your favourite cricket? Who, no, actually, let's ask it. Yeah. Who's the greatest cricketer of all time? In your opinion, oh, that's a very difficult question. Because it's like Ian Botham. On this podcast, uh, we asked the difficult questions. Did you? Okay. Yeah. yeah, like some His people. His grandson's all playing for Wales. Is he really for rugby for Wales? I was really well, his son played. Liam his son played. Uh, no, Liam's his son. Oh. Liam's his son. It's the son of Liam. He's playing for oh, Wales. He's got yeah. that cap this oh, right. weekend. Yeah. yeah, brilliant. Okay. I just read yeah. about that in the BBC. Ian Botham, the British, the English legend. Definitely Ian Botham, then. My favourite. Yeah, Sir Ian I think his son played for White, Correct. for Cardiff Blues. Yeah, he played, no, he didn't play for Wales. He played for Cardiff, Cardiff Blues on a wing. Yeah. And yeah. now his son, Botham's grandson, right. is playing for Wales. Okay, good. Yeah, so a lot of people will look right back, you know, the, the old, uh, you know, WG Grace and all these things. But, you know, I, I'd like to look, yeah, someone like Botham for me would be, uh, be one of them. Yeah. It, it, Even someone like Callis. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's quite the modern player. He's only just finished playing. Mm. But I think... Uh, It'll be hard to beat him as an all-rounder in many years. Yeah, and a fair yeah. one. And it's so hard to, to take people from any sport and say, well, mm. that's the greatest of all time. It's so difficult to pick them out from different eras. Yeah, because it's different. It's just different game, right, different, different game, the rules have changed. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I, again, I think we had this discussion with Chris and we were talking about boxers, wasn't it? Yeah. So, um, and someone like Ali, you could you can argue that they were, you know, better boxers, better mm, fighters, mm. but Ali as a sports person, as a as a person generally, will top most people's lists. Yeah, yeah. So I guess like if you apply the same sort of thing for cricket, you know, what the what the cricketers have done outside of the sport um, mm -hmm. will then play into whether we think that they were the, the, the greatest yeah, of all time. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, well, I think you can only protect like, like like people weren't wearing helmets uh, back in the day. That's true, actually. So yeah, yeah. so if you face it, I mean, bowlers were the same speed. Um, back then, so oh, you need a lot, yeah, a lot of skill oh. to avoid uh, being hit by a cricket ball. 
but nowadays people are all uh, padded up with helmets and um, you know they they're probably the skill level of avoiding these balls is less you know because uh, because you can take a protected, hit. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a difficult question because mm. I, I came out of it because I was had a debate with someone about who was the greatest basketball player of all time, and I'm a Jordan, 100. Yeah. percent yeah. And then people saying, "Well, what about Kobe? What about LeBron? Are mm. they?" In the, and you're right; it's so difficult to mm. to judge because mm. I grew up watching Jordan, so yep. everything yep. he did was amazing. Yeah, a little bit biased, yeah, yeah. massively biased, mm. you know. And then you come into the days games change. The shoes are so much different. You, yeah. They do make a the big fitness. Look at the runners. Yeah. Runners now can break miles. Mm. You know, Roger mm. Bannister did it, what, in under four minutes, yeah. but now they're doing it in within... That's a training session. Yeah. 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 You know, because yeah. all the shoes, the technology science, is so different. You know, yeah. Yeah. It's like Kipchoge just broken the, the two-hour marathon record. Who did, sorry? Um, Eliud Kipchoge. Good. Did the Kenyan Ethiopian runner, one of the two. I don't know. So, I'm not being racist. I mean, it's not... It's not an, uh, I don't think it's an official record because it wasn't an official race. So, but he... But he managed yeah. to do it as yeah. a, you've know, got paces and all that. But there was a big thing about the shoes and whether in professional races you're allowed to use those, <coughs> yeah, those Nike it was shoes. Those Nike shoes, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, Because yeah. Zola Bud didn't wear them. She did all right. She did all right. <laughs> to be fair, she was South African. She was South African. Yeah. But then, yeah. but they gave her a UK passport to 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 run for for. Uh, for England and Great Britain. Great Britain in the Olympics, yeah. wasn't it? Yeah. But yeah. she only did that, and then you never heard of her again. No, mm. I don't think. Oh well, she had sore feet. Oh, there you go. She had blisters, and that was it. Don't talk to him about blisters on your feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a whole other story. That's another, a whole other story. Russell, uh, what got you into the rugby here then? How did that come um, out? I think that was just through cricket, to be yeah. honest. Um, and uh, and just most people that were playing cricket were were doing some form of of rugby. You know, whether it was uh, just watching or playing or, or, or in the bar afterwards. So are you, you going to play in the tens next year? I am from here. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, of course. Are you playing in the sevens? Oh, no, no, no the don't tens do sevens. Listen, you yeah, two. Yeah, this yeah, is not yeah. a conversation about who's playing rugby. This is an interview <laughs> with Dave to talk some great stuff that our listeners want to listen to. Well, just, well, not you two. So see him in yeah, sporting action. Yeah. Um, then I told you it was Dave. Days ago, <laughs> you could have just asked him these questions then. On the wing. Are you a winger? What's your position of choice, winger? Yeah, I, I'm opportunistic, you know, wherever yeah. I am on the pitch Flanker. at the time. At the time. At the time. But yeah. I think, I mean, when did you last play a 15s game? That was uh, probably um, against that Navy team. Uh, when we were oh, all yeah. yeah. Oh, that was brilliant. <laughs> right, once again. <laughs> Mate, we had yeah, yeah, a 15 aside. Navy it team or something. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, was the British Navy. Was it? Yeah. yeah, it was the British Navy lads after the Phuket 10s. And they said, oh, do you want to fancy 15s game? Yeah, they brought we like an Air Force carrier <laughs> of uh, subs, didn't they? And we had they like had an entire squadron of players, yeah. and we had 13 <laughs> people for a 15-man aside game. So we had to borrow no, two of theirs. We still got a 12-ball draw yeah, out of it. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was, it was good. That was, <laughs> it was proper That's why I left, I left on high note. Yeah, on yeah. Game. So I think that was after, because that was our sort of double-teaming in yeah, the 10s. Yeah, yeah. We had a great 10s. You two not speak, spoke to each other for a long time. Or? What makes you say that? Well, I don't know. Yeah. Russell? What sort of things have you got on your bucket list? Bucket list, wow. See, I've done so. Uh, all right. Right, it on. Done it all. No, no, no. no, no. no that is on the bucket list. <laughs> uh, bucket you list, yeah. I'd like, to, uh, I'd like to go to a Rugby World Cup, mm. uh, the whole competition. Yeah. Like from the group games all the way the through and get weeks. really involved in the, in the whole uh the whole yeah. atmosphere of it, all the way to the final word. Not so a cricket World again. Cup. You prefer a rugby World Cup? Yeah, rugby World Cup. Um, I've been to a cricket World Cup before. In, uh, that was in South Africa. Um, um, which I obviously would like to do again. I'd like to do. Go, I'd love to go watch Ashes in Melbourne, you know. 
uh, like a new, a, a new year's Go to the SCG uh, yeah. or something. Yeah. Go to the Boxing Day test or Boxing something. Boxing Day yeah. test, yeah, or one of these huge events, you know. Um, mm. I, I still, I'd love to do that. Um, Lions Tour. Lions Tour yeah, would be great. Yeah. No football fan. I'm no not really football? a football fan, um, to be honest. Uh, just I guess uh, again, if you played football in South Africa as a school kid, it was just you got you know, like playing tennis, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Something wrong with tennis? <laughs> no, but you were like, what are you doing? Kicking that ball, and yeah. uh, so and that, I was never really into it. Um, so so I've just I, I do like the the sport, but I've never really supported a uh, a team as such, and you know, a football team. Sorry, yeah. you've mentioned you've travelled around the world quite a lot. Is there any particular place you'd like to go to that you haven't been to yet? Um, I would like to go. To, I've been to the West Indies, but I've only been to um, uh, I haven't been to the, like Barbados or these like really nice beachy <laughs> type places. Um, I went to Trinidad, which is like uh, just a big uh, city, you know, right. oil hub. Um, so I'd love to go to the West Indies, um, some Central America, um, New Zealand. I've not been there. So didn't they just thing. lose to uh, Argentina or Italy? Yeah, ah, Argentina. Did, yes. was it? Yeah, oh, that's mental. Game was. Oh. Yeah, yeah. First time in history. Yeah, mm. I, that was like. Uh, I think we felt that earthquake. In yeah. yeah, didn't we when yeah. that happened? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. <laughs> so what's the plans then for the, obviously with COVID aside, or you, you're not, you're stuck here, or not stuck here is the yeah, bad term, but you're, yeah. you're here now? I mean, hopefully we all hope that uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to open up a little bit next year. Mm -hmm. um, it's looking likely. I mean, look, there's more positive things coming out in the press. Whether you can believe it or not, I don't know, but I'm yeah. staying positive because I think we all need it. And it does look like the, the vaccine is coming. Now, how quickly we can roll that out mm. and how much it's going to work, I don't know, but at least yeah. it's a start. I, mean, I, I, I mean, think once it comes out, I think, I think everyone's fed up enough that they'll yeah. just take the vaccine and we move on. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're so fortunate shot. here in Phuket and Thailand in general just to be able to live life in, a, in a normal way yeah. compared well, to the rest of the world. But well, sorry know. to interrupt, but you, it's interesting because you mentioned that you were, we were talking about the burger competition off air. Yeah. And, and we're, I mean, I stood up on that stage and I even said, we got so grateful that we can be here. There was over 2,500 yeah. people. Stop coughing. Every time. Yeah. There was 2,500 people there, you know, and we were mm. all close together. And we were all listening to live music, eating burgers, drinking beers and drinking yeah. whatever else yeah. we were drinking. Yeah. Yeah, when the other places going been, into lockdown. No, yeah. and I'm yeah. on the, you know, and I'm Skype or, or, or video call to my parents on the way home from school yesterday with the kids, and they're stuck there. You know, yeah. they can they can go out of their house and they can go for a walk, and that's it. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, it's yeah. <sighs> so we really are fortunate, but I think um, you know, it's it's people need to catch up with families and that now. You know, it's like getting to that stage where we're really enjoying it here, and it's great living here. But we've got that need now where we need to. And also up to, here to in Chiang Mai, where. You know, sit in a coffee shop, everything's normal. Kata, Caron, yeah. Baton. Yeah. Nah. Nah, there's... Uh, the economies globally need to start kick-starting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, let's not debate global economy on the Jello Shark and Friends and Russell podcast. Um, <laughs> Religion. No. Sorry. Mate. You're just having a fit now. <laughs> we can talk about religion all your life. Yeah, yeah. We love that one. Uh, DT. The D-Man. The, the D-Man. The D-Man. <laughs> Thank you very much for being on our little podcast. Cheers, buddy. Thanks, Thanks for fun. inviting me. No, yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. Been, uh, you were my first choice. You were Russ's second choice. That's <laughs> always it. Yeah, that's normal. That's normal. <laughs> <laughs> thank you very much, mate. Really interesting, honestly. Uh, I think we met a, a few years back and I got into the whole, the, started to ask you what you do and the shit mm. stuff I think is amazing. Yeah. So I think that's yeah, very cool. And, yeah. and, and you're a great dad. Keep it up. Keep going. I see you around all the time. Thank so, you, um, sir. Yeah. Enjoy. Yourself. Thank you very much. Yeah.
Cheers, guys. Cheers, Thank Cheers, you Bye. Thanks, Russ. Welcome to the outro. That's the most confusing soda water bottle that's just turned up in my life. Um, the D-Man. D-Man. DT. DT. The Dave of the Dave. Oh, Dave, that Dave. Dave. <laughs> Why didn't you say that? Oh, honestly, <laughs> our inside jokes are just... <laughs> Awful. Yeah, they really are. <laughs> Awful. You've I known Dave a lot longer than I have. I've yes. only known him possibly... I might have known him for longer, but I've only really known him for the last couple of years mm. or so. Um, I, love his, I love his shipwreck stuff. I've, I could have uh, talked so much more about that. I've just twigged as to how I can identify how long I've known him. I was trying to work it out on our Rugby Tens competitions. I know, you told the podcast listener I, I about just your Rugby Tens competition. He's got a French bowler called Ronaldo. Right. And an, a mutual friend introduced me to Dave when he first got Ronaldo to go and help him with this new puppy. So Why is that, Russ? What do you do for a living? Well, I've, I, I, you, you probably don't know this, Actually, so I should probably mention, um, I'm a dog trainer. I have my own dog training business here. What's that called? It's called Canine Point Academy. Hmm. If you go to caninepointacademy.com, you can see our website. And, funnily enough, we've got a beach club as well for dogs. But anyway, <laughs> more on that later. Don't you start. So, it, um, <laughs> it'll be good if you had a podcast to tell people about it. <laughs> yeah. What a great idea that would be. Anyway, back to the D-man. <laughs> D-man. So, yeah, so yeah, I've known him uh, 10, 12 years, if not more. I like him, and it's always been. Oh, he's a good egg. Yeah, no, we only see him for a few weeks, and he's off again. And yeah. he's back again. And he's back again. And he's off again. So no, no, he's a cool man. I didn't realise he was South African. Didn't know that. No, I thought he was British, one hundred percent British or English. The way he talks, he talks proper, which is really nice. <laughs> um, that's great stories. I know. Yeah. That I knew he was in oil and gas. I didn't realise he was a yeah. doing the topography of the. That's twice I've and used that word. I'll tell you when his when his dad's out here next time. Uh, we should get his dad in the podcast because his dad's a legend. I've got a lot of time for his dad. Oh really? Yeah, he's a really nice guy. Yeah, he's cool. He's got some stories and all. I think we were just talking to him off air. It's, it, it's interesting that we're finding out why people actually came to Phuket. And, and that one, yeah. because of cricket, yeah, is just random. legendary. Yeah. Of all, if, you, if we had a checklist of, you know, the reasons why people might come here, that's I mean, uh, I cricket's here, down the yeah, list. I came here to sell property. He came here because of cricket. Yeah. You wouldn't have guessed that. <laughs> that's a great quiz question. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dave Thomas, good guy, the D-man. Good egg, the D-man. DT, whatever you want to call him. Love him <laughs> to death. Um, Right. Just buddy. No. <laughs> Do you want to go? Just like that? Have I got that uh, look you, on my face, have I? If you have a dog and you'd like the dog trained or you'd like to board your dog for short or long time, especially with Christmas coming up. We got, I just going to say. If you're going to go away at Christmas, if you're going to go up to Chiang Mai or if you're going to go to Bangkok or if you're just going away for a weekend, give Russell a shout now. Just go to caninepointacademy.com and there all the details are there. And you can also find his new podcast. It's cool. not new anymore. Six episodes down. So that's quite old. It is an old <laughs> podcast. We've got to do a few more of those. Um, but that's very cool. But make sure you listen to that as well. Um, check out the Jada Shark and Friends podcast. You obviously listen to it now. Um, go to Don't forget to subscribe. Absolutely. Subscribe. Tell your friends. Like. Give Tell us a five-star rating. We'd like a five-star rating. Uh, just a five-star rating would be just lovely. Just anything would be <laughs> nice. We push I've noticed your Bartcast got a few five-star ratings. Yeah. Done well there. Yeah. Um, but we are pushing that. So make sure you do do that. And if you want to be on the Jada Shark and Friends podcast, email me at jadashark at gmail.com. The best place to find all the information is... Where? <laughs> <laughs> Dick. Phuketpodcast.com. Right, on that note, I'm not putting the advert for Bartcast <laughs> in this. I'm going to do the advert for... Oh! Um, Shark Tales. Yeah, please go and listen to my new um, podcast affair. It's called Shark Tales. Podcast affair. Um, and it is a documentary-style podcast. Um, I'm not sure how many times I'll release it. I'll probably maybe once a month. But it's about me experiencing different things. <laughs> trying to find out... Yeah, so it's me taking my pants down and getting... <laughs> Bum sex. No, it's not getting bum sex. 
at all. I've gone too far there, haven't I? That's because I can hear the cutlery lady behind yeah. me making <laughs> shed loads of noise. She's not doing it quietly. Yeah. Just do it quietly. Yeah. Put the cutlery in your cutlery drawer quietly. All done. There you go. Thank you. Uh, yeah, go and check out Shark Tales. Uh, this month's episode, or the first ever episode, is called Vegan Curious, where I go and find out all about veganism and if it's... For you. Well, it's not just if it's for me. It's actually to see, uh, just to learn more about it hmm. and actually not be a dick about it and actually go and talk to people and find That's out... It's going to be a struggle. It's interesting. No, I, I spoke to three different people about veganism, spoke to three different businesses, and I, I came up with my summer at the end. Cool. And um, yeah, it, it, was, it was fun. Looking forward to it. Good. Thanks, mate. Go and check that out, your favourite podcast subscriber. It's Will called do. Shark Tales. Nice. By Jayla Shark. <laughs> Not Russell. <laughs> I love you, Russell. Cheers, buddy. Cheers. Bye. bye. <laughs>